and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, LJ Renee, how's it going? It's going really well. How about you? I am blessed and highly favored. Hey, you know, I was, I just thought um, it'd be good for us to make mention. I know this happened a week or so ago, but uh, just, and it kind of goes along with what we'll cover today, but um I am I am amazed at the hand how the hand of the Lord moves uh, in our midst. And uh, recently, you know, the House of Representatives, the United States House of Representatives, kicked out their Speaker of the House, which you know is the person third in line for the presidency. It's a pretty pretty high position. It's only the only two positions above it is the Vice President and the President. It's a very high position, but they didn't like what Kevin McCarthy was doing. So just a few handful of them kicked, you know, decided they wanted a vote of no confidence. And it felt like um, it was, it felt like chaos when they were trying to get a new person. They seemed to not be able to get a new person uh, in in position because everyone they put up, the the team opposed, you know, the group opposed. And, and out of this, what seemed to be chaos, and even I grew, and I didn't even watch it. I totally didn't watch it, but I read and kept uh, abreast of what was going on, but would not watch the news. Um, but I still grew frustrated because it just seemed messy and chaotic. And I was like, you know, get somebody already, or if you can't govern, get out of the way. And out of that chaos and what seemed to be chaos and confusion, the one who ascended to that uh, seat is, you know, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that don't like him and all that, but I, it's a man of, of faith and a man of, uh, of prayer. And I always say, I, you can be Democrat, Republican, Green Party, Blue Party, Black Party, White Party, I don't care. Do you love the Lord? And mm-hmm. it appears to be, and I had never heard of this person before, but it appears to be that the one who has ascended to that third seat in our nation is one who loves God. And I couldn't be more happy um, if that proves to be the case. And it seems so far to be the case. I I just love when people of faith ascend to seats of power and authority. The Bible says when the wicked are in power, we mourn and it grieves our spirit. But when the righteous are in power, the people of God rejoice. So I pray that there's going to be some rejoicing going on over this particular one. And I just want to throw this in there. You know, I I don't think they'd ever thrown out the Speaker of the House like that. I would say Mm -mm, they haven't. Well, now that I know you can, there's 432 
representatives, throw out another 400 of them. <laughs> Amen. The Amen. But you know what, Twyla? Yeah, but you know what? This is what we've been praying for, regardless of what party is that God will raise up um, leaders, oh, Christian leaders. That has, and, you know, as you said, he said that he has a biblical worldview. Those who have a biblical worldview to, to stand. And, and you know what? It's going to come from some very unlikely sources and unlikely people because there's been a prophetic word that God is moving people out of as obscurity into these positions. And so I, I think this is an example of it, but I think there are many more to come. Many Absolutely. more to come. I, I stand mm -hmm. in agreement with that. And you know what? I don't care if you don't like his party. I don't care what his party is if he loves God. I want people in position who love God, whose hearts truly love the Lord. Truly love the if you love me, the Bible says you'll keep, you'll my, keep commandments. my commandments. And so we will know if he's a man of faith, not because he says he's a man of faith, but because he keeps the commandments of God. And I don't mm, care amen. what party, it doesn't matter what party you align to. If you keep the commandments of God, you're going to probably veer from your party quite a bit anyway, because the parties themselves are not, you know, are not, uh, I don't think any one party is entrenched into the, the word of God, um, but they have people I pray that they have both have all have people that are entrenched. And so we'll see a difference in him um, if he's a man of faith, because you're going to have to depart from your party platform quite a bit, um, especially in some of our parties where they don't seem to love God at all. So and then you got to, yeah, and, and you got to withstand persecution because, you know, the Bible said that. And that's why we're going to pray for him by name. That's I, right. I do uplift Mike Johnson and every other man and woman of faith who is standing on their principles and not compromising their faith in their elected and appointed positions in Jesus name. So um, if you want to read our scripture, I know that took a little longer than normal, but we, we celebrate this because as you said, we pray daily that God would raise up the righteous. Mm -hmm. We don't pray that he raise up righteous Republicans or righteous Democrats or righteous this party or that. We pray that he just raise up righteous men and women and whatever party they happen to be a part of because your faith will supersede your political, uh, your political party and your civic organization affiliations. When you believe God and you truly walk by faith, you're going to have to depart from some of those organizations, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. And you know what, even right now as we're talking, and I'm going to read the scripture, God brought David out of obscurity. Even though he had some victories, they weren't well known, but they were enough that he himself knew that God was with him, that he had prepared him even to walk into his kingship. So um, David wasn't the one that men would choose, but he's the one that God chose. Amen. And so... Um, I'm going to start reading, and this is 1 Samuel 17, and it says this, and starting at the 45th verse, it says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you and take your head from you and I'll give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know 
that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to David, that David haste and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Amen. Amen. He he came forth and ran, basically ran <laughs> he, toward the thing that those who had fear were running from. Dear God, we uh -huh. thank you for this word. We thank you, God, for the faith and the courage of the men uh, of and the women of scripture. We thank you, Father, for leaving it on record for our admonition and our learning and to increase our faith as we read it and ingest it. And we do pray that this evening that all those who hear these words that we share will have the faith of God in them increased exponentially. They will trust you even when they can't see you and believe you even when there's no proof or evidence, uh, God, but they will believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We bind the spirit of fear that comes to, uh, to, to torment and to paralyze us. We bind the spirit of, uh, of the bully, oh God, that would come, oh God, to create fear in our hearts. And we speak over all those listening today, uh, no matter when mm -hmm. they hear this live or by recording, we speak faith, the faith of God over them, that as they hear the word of God, the faith of God increases in their heart to know that you can do absolutely anything but fail. And let us be those who have the testimony that we run to Oh God, the things that those who fear run from in mm. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, you know what, Twyla, the the, um, the title of this uh, program is called I Come in the Name of the Lord. And I was just read I was just reading um this saying. It says, God doesn't give the hardest battle to his toughest soldier. He creates the toughest soldier through life hardest battles. That's powerful. Amen. And as I look at this, it's exactly like I said before, that David, unbeknownst to him, possibly, that he was prepared to take the kingship. And he recalled those battles as uh, when he was coming uh, into his position and he was faced with the giant, he began to start thinking about what God gave him the power to do. And that was to overcome the lion and I believe in the overcome the bear. And so this is what we have to understand as we go forth in the name of the Lord, that we have to trust and depend upon God to uh, conquer our enemies. You know, what I like about this is if if you go up to uh, verse 41, it says that when the Philistine came and approached David with his shield uh, bearer in front of him, uh, he looked around and he saw David because he had told them, send out your uh, strongest man to fight me. And if I lose, we'll serve you. And if you lose, you serve us. Um, he said, so when they sent out someone and he came to see who it was, and, and the Bible says that he had a 
a shield bearer in front of him. I, I would imagine that the shield bearer was bigger than David. Um, mm -hmm. but when he looked around and saw David, he derided and disparaged him because David was just a young man and he was he was just basically a handsome young man, just looked too little. And the Philistine said to David, he said, am I a dog that you come to me with a shepherd's mm. stone? David didn't have the weapons of war. And, he, and the Philistine cursed David, it says, by his gods, by the Philistines' gods. And um, the Philistine said to David, this is the part I really wanted to focus on. The Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the, mm -hmm. of the field. So basically what Goliath said to David, and this is what we want to put uh, as a seed of faith in each of our hearts is what the enemy meant for evil. God turns around for your good. The, the, Goliath said to David, you come to me and I'm going, I'm going to tear you apart and I'm going to feed your carcass to the bird. And then if you read down further, when David did respond to him, all the other men ran into camp and hid. When yep. David responded to him, David said to the Philistine, no, no, you come to me with a sword and a spear because, you know, the Philistines said, you come to me with a shepherd's staff. He said, well, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you, which is our program, in the name of the Lord. And he said, today, this day, God's going to give you into my hands. And he said, this day, I'm going to cut your head off and give your corpse to the army of the Philistines. And um, this day, the birds of the sky and the wild, basically what you said to me, that's what's going to happen to you. Um, mm -hmm. The birds are yes. going to eat your carcass and the fowls of the air are going to eat your remains because I'm going to cut your head off. So you, so, so when the Philistine was talking, um, uh, to the army of Israel uh, and telling them what he was going to do to them and how he was going to destroy them, their response was to run in the camp and hide because they were afraid. When he did yes. the same thing to David, and this is the difference of being led by fear and being led by faith. When, when the army of Israel heard the wolf ticket from the Philistine giant they ran in the camp and hid. When David heard uh, the, the wolf ticket from the Philistine, the giant, he came out and matched him word for word. He said, yes. no, no, no. Yes, you he, come. he said, the Philistine said, you come to me with a shepherd's staff. And, and what is this? Do you think I'm a dog? And David said, no, 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 no. You come to me with a sword and spear. And this is what's going to happen. I come in the name of the Lord. I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed you to the wild, wild beasts and the birds. So, so that's what faith will do versus fear. Fear will have you run and cower and hide and faith will have you stand resolute, determined, undeterred. Uh, the Bible says when you've done everything you know to do, what does it say, Loana? Keep on standing. Yes, right. Keep That's what it said. Because it's not in your own power, in your own might, but you're standing upon the faith that you have in God and in the power of his might. And you come in the name of the Lord. And when you do that, it just brings back the, the words of the song. This is how we fight our battles. This is faith. how we fight. We fight yes, our battles in the how. name of the Lord. Mm, we fight amen. our battles standing and not cowering. We fight our battles uh, coming against the enemy, giving him the same force he gives to us and watching God take his head off. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, the thing about it is like the points that you made, uh, uh, Twyla, when it talked about that he... Um, it wasn't until they, you know, the, the, the giant was intimidating the army of Israel. 
And isn't that how it is? In some scared of the them to death. You might be having scared them, scared them to no end. Matter of fact, it probably took them a couple of days, even to you know, because you know they went to the battle line. They went there to to uh, because there was a war that was going on. And instead of them standing and believing in the God that delivered them from Egypt, the God that had fed them in the wilderness, because you know they got records of all this stuff that God has done for them. Instead of saying this is the same God, they they relinquished to their flesh. And so they hid. And so in several accounts of the Bible, God will send Joshua or Gideon or Deborah, uh, you know, that one person that will stand and it will cause all the other ones to, once they hear and see the victory, to get up and stand and to fight. And so a lot of times uh, in, in, in the battle, it's, it's, it's going to take that one that's going to be to stand resolved and resolute. I ain't moving. I, I am, I'm one of the uh, God's children. Uh, God is going to be with me to stand and fight against the difficulties that we may be experiencing. I don't care what it is. It says sometimes, you know, sometimes you get, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and you begin to stand. So, um, you know, that's just the thing is that we go, we can't handle our situations and conflicts in the way that according to man's way, we have to stand and handle it the way that God says to handle it. And when God is with you, who can be against you? Amen. Amen. Who can be against you and prevail, right? Yeah. Who can be against against you and prevail? The Bible says no weapon formed against you will prevail. They will form weapons against you. They just won't prevail. If you stand in faith, you got to stand in faith. And I'm, I'm saying this to myself as well, right? We've got to stand in faith. He's given us, he's proven to us time and time again that he will always, always come to our defense when we stand in faith uh, in the name of the Lord. And and the thing is, when when David went to fight against the giant, if you remember, uh, the, the army of Israel was wanting to give him all the king's armor and weaponry and everything. And this is what I love about this, this account in the scripture because mm-hmm. David, David, you know, they put it on him and it didn't fit because he is a little, he was a little ruddy guy. And, you know, he, he wasn't even big enough to be in the army. And uh, they put all that armor on him and it didn't fit. And he's took it off. He says, well, that's, this isn't going to work. Cause when I was out in the wilderness and tending to my father's flock. I didn't need armor. I didn't have armor. And the Lord delivered the bear and the lion into my bare hands. So I'm just going to have to fight this giant uh, with my bare hands because I don't. And you know why God, I I believe why God had that armor uh, not fit him so that he would reject it. Because then you'd say the armor defended you and the weapons Mm -hmm. helped you. God does not want anything uh, contending for his glory, anything. So that's why he will he will send you as we talked about last week he will take your less and make more out of it he will put you in circumstances and situations where there is no question if it had not been for the lord on your side that you would have been swallowed up yes. there is no question you could not have done this in of your own power and might no question at all that two fish and five loaves couldn't feed these thousands and thousands of people no question if you would have had a whole meal 
stove or a chef or a kitchen, maybe you would have said, well, you know, we stretched this meal. We've done it before. No, no, no. He wants no contention for his glory. So when uh, let that be a lesson to us all. When you are going through difficulty and the hand of the Lord delivers you, give God the glory. Give God the give glory. Give God the glory. He will share his glory with no other. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. He will share his glory with none other. And we have to give him the praise. Listen, I'm looking in uh, Nehemiah 4, 14, which is another example well, the part that I like about it is that he told uh, Nehemiah was talking to the people that were building the wall and he was encountering the enemy. They were talking about, you know, the wall you're building won't hold, you know, they were just coming against them, you know, but Nehemiah kept his face toward God. And so at the end of this particular Nehemiah 4.14, this is what he said. And this is what we have to understand when we're fight, facing our enemies, that we're not facing them uh, for our own, uh, just, just uh, we ourselves. But we are doing this because, listen to this. He says, remember the great and awe-inspiring Lord and fight for your countrymen, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. This is what the battle is, not necessarily, and even for David, it wasn't about him. It was about the covenant of God, it was about the promises of God, it was about uh, his family, his countrymen, and of course, he did, at the time, he didn't have no wives, but listen, it wasn't only about him, and when we are in the midst of the battle, when we are in spiritual warfare, remember, it's not just about you. You're fighting for uh, your, your home. You're fighting for your sons. You're fighting for your daughters. You're fighting for your wives. You're fighting um, the enemy that comes against not only you, but other things that, that, that you are concerned about. And you have to have that resolve and know you're not fighting on your own. And that's exactly what David, remember David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would dare come against the armies of the most high God? He knew that this big old giant, that no matter what he said, but, but can you imagine, that he, he had to come down. Can you imagine David? I mean, the way the scripture describes him, he's, he's, he's young, he's small in stature. Uh, just just little just little and and even when he stood in the lineup with Samuel when he was coming to anoint the king he was little he was the littlest of all the, the uh -huh. sons of, uh, of his father but can you imagine that here he comes to the to the camp of Israel to bring the the his brother's food and and replenishment and he sees them I mean just think about it LJ he sees them cowering in the camp and this giant over here yelling at them. And he's wondering, like, there's like, yeah, I don't know, uh -huh. thousands of y'all. <laughs> there's thousands of y'all. Y'all got armor. Y'all got weapons. Y'all were signed up to fight and even give your life in the battle if needed. You were signed up as soldiers in the army. And y'all running and hiding. And I was on the backside. I'm the little one and I don't have no, no weapons. And I was on the backside of the mountain and this lion came up and he looked about as ferocious as the giant, but 
but I through the hand through the name of the Lord, I handled it. And then a, and then a bear came up. He was real big, and and God gave me the victory over the bear. And I didn't have no weapons. And here y'all are, y'all in the army. Y'all supposed y'all was trained mm -hmm. to fight, and y'all scared. Can you imagine the the conflict in his mind? What is this? What this is? Who's defending us? Have you ever just sometimes just looking like, wait a minute? That's when you know God is calling you for such a time as this. So you have mm. to stand in that. Like if you see everybody around you cowering and fearful, um, don't don't get stuck on it. Just wonder if 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 that if that fear if that's not what's in your heart, but you have a faith, a a boldness, a courage. Then then He's calling you to be the one, you to forge the way, you to be the one who's going to stand in the name of the Lord. And and perhaps um, this is why He called you for such a time as this, because somebody's got to be the person, uh, the one to go out and make that stand against. And the enemy it only took one and not one it only took not one the biggest one not the mightiest one not the straight it's never that's one thing i do know it is never going to be the one that there is any question that that's how you won the battle it's always going to be he's he picks the smallest and the weakest of nations and people and and opportunities so that he gets all of the glory so God's That's right are not like us that he doesn't do it the way we do it I would have put can we be honest we're gonna put our biggest and strongest mm -hmm. man out against the giant when we play you know you and I play sports all the time we we mm -hmm. love sports right and if we don't play them today all the time we play them and and when you and, and you play competitive sports, I'm actually going to play in a pickleball tournament today. And I play on one of the groups I play. I play with a team and you and you match up two men against their two men and then a man and a woman against their man and a woman and then two women against their two women. And you you pick your team that has the best opportunity to win based on their strength, their ability and their history, because that's how we that's how we rationalize it. Like if you got a big person, I need a big person. If you got a tall person in basketball, you put your center against their center, the tallest against the tallest, because that's the way we rationalize and strategize. That's not the way God does it. It's He'll not put the, the way smallest against the tallest, the weakest against the strongest in the natural, because then he infuses them supernaturally with his power and his authority. And so that the smallest jumps higher than the tallest and the weakest is stronger than their mightiest because they're infused with the power of God. His mm -hmm. ways are just not our ways. And we've got to know that when we're walking by faith, we have to throw our rationalization, reasoning, and strategizing to the side because our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Yeah, mighty through God. Absolutely. While you're talking, it's the scripture that came to mind. It says he didn't. He, he, I'll just read it real quick because I don't want to mess it up. Um, he says, but God has, has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Mm. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty mm. and the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God, <laughs> has God chosen. Yea, And things which are not to bring to naught things that are mm, that Amen. no, listen, 
that no flesh should glory in his presence. It's back to his glory. It's, it's, black, it's back to his glory. You know, is he he chose the foolish things to confound the wise. And it does you confound know? us, doesn't it? Yes, it, yes, it does. Even with the, the selection of the uh, house speaker, you know, God knew, you know, we looked at it and say, this is chaos. This is crazy. This is embarrassing. But you know, you know, out of chaos, God brings order. Only, now, only He can do that. Bring order out of chaos. But and, He and uses you know, it to confound. Confound <laughs> to leave to leave people scratching their heads. Like how in the world? Because you know what they're saying even about Him. He's inexperienced. He never had. He's only been here for da da da. da you know. But see, the thing about it is. He doesn't look on the outward. He knows what he's placed in you. And when it's time for you to come forth, it's time for you to can't come nothing forth. Stop it. And can nothing stop it. And you know, Elder Renee, I don't think in the in the in the uh, realm of God, I totally don't think there was chaos. Now, when I'm looking at it, it was totally confused. It was totally chaotic and frustrating, but I don't think it was chaos. You know what it was in the realm of God? It was, it was that, order. It was that we kept putting up person A, B, and C. When I say we, I mean their, the, the house of mm -hmm. representation. We kept putting up person A, B, and C. And God kept saying, just like when Samuel went to anoint the son of Jesse, he kept saying, no, nope, mm -hmm. that ain't the one, that ain't the one, that ain't the one, that ain't the one. So we, the only reason it looked chaotic, because nobody was nobody was um, seeking the face of God to say, God, which one would you have? We just kept doing it our way. Well, I'm going to put up my strongest son, my, my best son. My, I'm going to put up the one who's the most articulate, the one who had the most experience, been in the, the Senate, the, the Congress, the longest. We kept putting it up. Uh, they kept doing it their way. And God kept saying, nope, 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 nope. So it looks chaotic. Uh, even to me, it looked chaotic. It wasn't chaotic. It was that I'm going to reject every single one of them until you get the one that I chose. That's uh, yeah, to us. Yeah, to us, it looks chaotic. But you know what? Even in Isaiah, it talks about, you know, God says, your way is not my way. Nope. And your thoughts are not my thoughts. You know, and here it goes. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are, are, are and my thoughts than your thoughts. And it goes on to talk about the rain when it comes down. It says, doesn't rain, and the snow, it don't return it to him void. And he said this, and this is very important when we're fighting a battle in the spirit realm. Know this, our battle is in the spirit. It's a spiritual battle. But we have to know this. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things whereto I send it. The fighting the battle, the very important things. Remember, Dave, uh, David said to the giant, he said, you come to me with a, a sword, spirit, and shield. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Well, the Lord is um, is, is the word. What we use is the word. Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. And so we come uh, with the word of God to fight our battles. And he said it will accomplish, and that's how. Hey, what did how did the song go? This is how we fight our battles. This is how, this we, is how fight we fight our battles. We fight them this through faith. 
and trust in God. And we that's right. And the word of God the way through it. And that's right. Know, as we wrap this up, verse 50 says, David, so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and he mm -hmm. struck down the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. So he mm. stood over the Philistine, grasped the sword of the Philistine, drew it out of his sheath and killed him. And just like he said, and cut off his head with it. He took the Philistine sword, cut off his head with his own sword. And when the Philistines saw that their mighty champion was dead, they fled. They and fled. This is how we fight our battles, that the Lord will give into the hands of the righteous those who oppose him. And he'll do it uh, in ways that are not our ways, but his ways, ways that don't make sense to us, that confound us if you think in terms of worldly wisdom, but he'll do it according to his way. And his way is always the best way. So we want to stand mm -hmm. in faith and walk in faith and not operate in fear. Fear will have you miss the blessing of God. Fear will have you cower in a tent when you should be taken off the head of your giant. So we're going to pray, dear God, I pray uh, over all those who listen to this uh, message, Father, and replay it, that the faith of God is, it grows in our hearts as we hear the word of God, as we, Father, step out of the boat and trust and believe to see your goodness in the land of the living, as we trust God that you will fight our battles for us if we only believe and trust in you. We thank you today. We honor you today. Let us see the giants in our life fall as we come in the name of the Lord. Let us stand uh, trusting and believing, not fearful, not cowering, not trying to do it by our own power and might, but believing in the providence and the ways of our God. We love you today and we thank you. And to all those who oppose us, we come in the name of the Lord. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I find my battles. What we're doing tonight. This is how I find my battles. It's when you think you're lost. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.